Actually, it's pronounced Igor. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rav Critic and Muse. Muse, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. We have no shortage of new releases, but we've got two that we're pretty confident in. We got some shit going on with ya boy logic. We got fucking Moby being a creep. Oh, I saw, I just saw that. I might actually approve of Moby getting stomped by Obi. <laughs> Call up your boy Obi Trice. See if he's doing anything. We all know he ain't. Nah. <laughs> he's got a few minutes to spare for your boy Moby I'm sure he, and yeah, his I'm, creepy I'm ass. I'm sure he can take the time. If you told him the situation. Ya boys. The bad boys. The baddest, busiest boys. The baddest, biddiest boys of podcast. (laughs) The baddest old biddies you ever did here. We've got two Patreon... Well, no, they're not. We got two. Brian, take off the belt. Take off the belt and just spanking... Ow! Spanking new albums. We've talked about Talkworth before. We reviewed a considerably older album. Uh, He's had releases out since that I was a very big fan of, and I thought those were actually an improvement on the Nowhere album that we reviewed on the podcast. But here he is again with his first... uh, Well, it's not even a full length. It's more or less an EP. its I don't even think it's a half hour. Uh, The Falling Man, eight tracks. Didn't really know what to expect from this because I haven't been following his singles, so it was kind of a surprise for me. Uh, what did you think of this release? The first track was just, like, okay, this is a short album, and going off of this first track, you would have think, like, did they just record half of the songs? You know, like, <laughs> did they, were like, with every song, did they just not finish them? Is that what happened? Like, was it, like, a fucking mistake? Because it was just, like, it just, you hear the first lyric, and it's fucking intense. You hear all this ominous music, and he's like, I just want to serve you. I wonder, are you satisfied Blood runs down from my knees from bowing to your imagery. Like, all right, we're already into some fucking shit. Like, here we fucking go. And then it's just like, yeah, shit's about to get real extreme. That boy ain't nothing but trouble. Oh, oh shit, next track. And it's just like, what? 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 And it wasn't even, like, in an intro way of, like, you know, this is something short. It's just like, it just really feels like you started a song and just didn't finish it. But then we get Fall Back. Which immediately goes into everything that I was telling you about that I really like about him. And it's just like, okay, all right, good, good. Okay, (laughs) fall back, fall back, Rap Critic, you good. I liked that track a lot. Um, I really liked the flow. I wasn't wild about the lyrics, but I really liked the beat. Fall back! I thought that was really dope. Yeah, yeah. Lyrically, Bow is like a slap in the face. But I didn't really get a lot of that throughout the album so So, much yeah yeah i I will say there was a feeling of like there are a lot more hype tracks than i was expecting where it was just kind of like oh all right no we don't have to go anywhere but it was just like there were one or two songs where you really did and it was like oh okay you know like i expected more from love is a mosh pit oh my god okay are you agreeing with me i i hated that chorus Uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah where it was just like oh really ew who wants this? <laughs> it felt like... Bleh, bleh, like, bleh, love yeah. is a mosh pit. Bleh, like, bleh, bleh. I kind of had high expectations for Duckworth. Like, he's kind of like an outlier. He's a bit more, you know, a bit more in your face than most. And then we even got Rico Nasty doing a feature on Love is a Mosh Pit, who kind of has that same reputation. Yeah. And then we just get a flat 
uninteresting verse, and it's like you, you could have so had right. anyone do this shit. Definitely. And and the thing is, like, it starts off with a kind of dope lyric, screaming and fighting every day. I'm like, we've already been down this road. You keep telling me not to leave, but you don't give me a place to go. Like that's when you just like think about it for a second. It's like, oh okay, and then. The rest of it just sort of loses all momentum. Like, I don't know what happens. It's just kind of like, it's just hard to explain. Like, it just feels like something more should have happened. Not only did it go, like, the opposite way, because that could happen, but it was just like, it just didn't do much with it. His own biggest hype man, Duckworth, has spent this past week, Lizzo did the exact same thing, where the album comes out, and for the next week, all their Twitter is are retweeting people saying how great the album is, Oh man, blah 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 is my favorite track. This is my favorite album of the year so far. I think Nikki did the same thing actually when her last album came out. <laughs> wow, see, the thing there though is Lizzo and Duckworth are like kinda indie, kinda on the come up. Not considered at one time the best rapper in the industry. That you kinda feel like you have to keep fucking pumping yourself up. Both Duckworth and Lizzo just fucking snapped back at critics and it was like, ooh, <laughs> all right. But one song I saw people talking about was King King. I love that fucking song. <laughs> dude, dude, King, 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 King. <laughs> I, that fucking chorus, oh, that, shit that shit sucks, dude. Oh, man. See, I think it really is. It's just like, that's one of those, you just have to, you're either in that vibe or you're not. I really thought the verse was solid, but I was not here for King, 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 King. Like, oh my God, really? King, King, King. <laughs> yeah, King, King, King. <laughs> Fuck out of here. If you play Tekken and you have a certain favorite uh, character, you know, you got your theme song is all I'm saying. It's right up your alley. No, I really liked his, like, spelling out the N-word, like, like the stylistic yeah. way he was doing that shit. I thought that fucking verse was great, but then just, ooh, like, that fucking chorus takes me out of it. Buzzing like, but I am humbly honored that you slapped my music comfortably. But really, my N.I. double G, I could give two fucks about who fuck with me. Insecure, really. I'm lying out my fucking teeth. <laughs> if you don't play <laughs> my words and beats, then I don't eat. <laughs> like, I, I love those little moments. I'm just like, okay, but if I can be real with y'all, though. <laughs> this is the part that made me love it, where he says, bust down on a rollie. No, bust down my crown. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the second verse in Fall Back ends in such a fucking, like, creative different way where it just kind of stops and then you hear a voice go oh wait oh it just goes out like that haha <laughs> nah and then it just comes uh, yeah. back like haha <laughs> no <laughs> like the fucking fake out ending of the fucking aladdin made you look shit <coughs> yeah exactly I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty dope. I think, I think it comes back later, too, doesn't he? There's another track where it's just like, oh, shit, you motherfuckers are telling me you got this motherfucking track going, like, <laughs> like the dude's just describing how dope the track is. Nobody Falls, I thought that track was nice. I thought it sounded real nice. Uh, the beat was fun. The part right before uh, the hook where he goes like, she said, nigga, fuck me sleazy. All that niceness kind of cheesy. She don't like it. Plus she vegan. Winter time, cuffing season. Handcuffs, lips, and teasing. Don't nobody want to fall. And then you hear like the music cuts off and you hear like the sound of someone like about to fall. You hear like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> I was like, all right, you, you win. 
another track I didn't like that much was Soprano. I thought it was a fucking mess. Like, the chorus sucked, and the verses were just kind of all over the place. Like, I thought the beat was okay. I got that Denzel Curry feeling of, like, you're a good rapper, was it? Really? Is that all you brought here? Yeah, Soprano and Love Like a Mosh Pit were the two tracks and the last track. I wasn't wild about the last track either. Wildfire. I liked Wildfire. Especially Sally Mae was one where at first I liked it because there was like the idea of, you know, fuck Sally Mae, I ain't paying. And he's like driving over the interstate because, you know, the police are trying to, you know, come collect. And uh, like that was a cool imagery and putting it in there. But yeah, it didn't feel like much was done with it. Like, the verses didn't really, like, give you a story, you know what I mean? What's a duck worth to you? I gave this a solid three. I, I gave it a four, actually. <laughs> mm -mm. I can't do that. I cannot do that. Uh, some of the songs were pretty good, but not not solid enough that I'm going to be revisiting. The last uh, three... Yeah. The last four. Oh man! All right. So the last half of the that's album half is, the album. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just took. I just looked back. I was like, oh man, but there. But nobody falls is so fucking good. <laughs> I think. It's, yeah, nobody falls in King King just really fucking hit for me. My two favorites are Fallback and Nobody Falls. King King. If it wasn't for that chorus, it'd be the third joint. And if Bow was a little longer, exactly. Um, yeah, that would have been right up there too. But kind of let down. And speaking about people being kind of let down, let's slide on over to your boy, Tyler, comma, the creator, with his new album, Igor. And uh, it's a bit divisive, I've seen. People don't really know what to make of it. Is it trash? Is it pretty good? What's going on? This not the bun, but I forgot how that Fuji's lyric goes. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking put it in editing. So, once and for all, leave the hard work to us. If we must, if this must be our burden to bear, the atlas of the music reviewing on YouTube and Spotify community. Let the trumpets sound. We're the men in black, we're the Ghostbusters when there's no one else to call. You call on the Going Off podcast and we right the wrongs. Darren, I gotta throw it over to you first, my dude. What did you think? Because I remember, and I hate to remind people, because mm. I because I remember you soured the people a little bit. Uh oh. With not being over the moon about uh, Scumfuck Flower Boy. Mm. That this being the follow-up, I'm curious. What did you think of Igor? Igor. As someone who has always been quite critical of your boy Tyler the Creator. You know, even though, it was, like, I see, like, Cherry Bomb, because I remember giving Cherry Bomb some credit. I remember giving um, Flower Boy the credit. I just didn't remember it being like, ah, but is it on that level? You know what I'm saying? So I go into this album, and I hear Igor's theme, the brah, the blare going on, man. And then I hear, riding around town, they gon' feel this one. Riding around town, they gon' feel this one. And I'm like, uh-oh. Am I... I think, I think I'm riding around town, and I think I'm feeling this one. <laughs> Yo! And then, I see it was Lil Uzi Vert that did that. Yo! I was like, wait a minute. Play that fucking clip. Wait a minute! Is this kind of slapping right now? 
Like, yo! And then as it just builds up, you see, hear Solange and Tyler starts singing along, and it's just like, yo, I'm fucking feeling this shit. Dude, everybody is on this goddamn album. Your girl, Santa Gold, Yo. fucking making an appearance. Your boy, Pharrell, making an oh appearance. Oh my god. This is a who's who. This was the fucking Met Gala of hip-hop. Now, now, as a dude, you, I'm asking you, who's also very critical about lyrics. Okay. How did this album strike you in that regard? Because I don't think there is any debate that this album slaps unmercilessly. Okay, yes, Jesus, fu- the fucking pristine. Yo, there was so- stuff happening in the production of this fucking music, like in production, uh, especially like like uh, 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 what they do with voice as well. Like there's certain things where, where it just sounds like it's off on purpose. And Tyler's always been kind of doing that, right? The sort of like, this sounds kind of fucked up on purpose, but he fucking masters it here. It, it happens in ways that just like, they really stick out. And it's like, it feels, it's interesting instead of clouded and sort of like, you know what I mean? Like that's always been my sort of opposition before. It's just like, I hear good stuff, but it's just like, ah, it feels like you're doing stuff to fuck with it and not letting it breathe. And boy, does he fucking let his artistic musical shit here fucking breathe. Earthquake? What? Jesus. The only thing I don't like about that song is your boy Playboy Cardi. What was up with that? I couldn't even hear what the fuck he was saying. Oh, dude, I could not make out what the hell he was saying. (laughs) When I first heard it, I was like, Oh, is he doing, like, on Cherry Bomb again, where it's just like, I'm not supposed to hear what he's saying? And it's just like, no, I just think Playboy Cardi's not that good of a rapper. He's just not enunciating. Like, he's like, we want Bounty Road. I'm like, what? You didn't say half of the letters in that, in that sentence. You fucking got Tyler and Charlie Wilson singing their goddamn hearts out. You don't That's need fucking Playboy Cardi ruining this shit. Yeah. And so early on the album, I was like, what the fuck? Because no. like I said, it sounds like Tyler, the creator's alternate world version of fucking Thriller. That's what this fucking album sounds like. Oh, As okay. you're listening to the wonderful music. Mm. And then you're just like, who the fuck is mumbling in the background? <laughs> <laughs> and even if you listen to the lyrics, he's still not saying anything important. No. No. Like, is she wicked? Like, whoa, Vicky. <laughs> oh my god, Diamonds, not Tiffany? What? I, look, this album, it's what Duckworth's album was missing. This album had a very clear message, very clear uh, subject matter um, that kind of goes through the whole album. And when you got Playboy Cardi confusing the message like that, like you exactly. said, this early in the album, it's definitely to its detriment. But also, if you ask me to its detriment, while this album does have a solid message and a solid story throughout, I don't think it's strong enough to carry a whole album like this. Like, okay, you've got I... three or four songs basically saying the exact same thing lyrics-wise. I was, like you, blown away. Blown out of the fucking water by the music, the instrumentation, the instrumentals, the beats, the production. Flawless. 
he was not really bringing the bars on this album, though. Definitely not. This is his love below, right? Like, there's like three tracks where he raps. My biggest issue with Tyler, honestly, is his flow. Like, it, it's that very sort of accenting the the bad syllables, but on purpose. But it's like, there are some times where he does it, and it's clever. The idea of, like, you expect someone to say a word like this, and I fucked it up. But there's other times where it's just like, it just obviously sounds like you're just rushing in the words there. It's like, that didn't sound stylistic. That just sounded cluttered. And so, like, the times where he really raps, it's just like, it sounds like that. And it's just like, eh, uh, uh, I want to be on board with you, but what? okay <laughs> you know and I, I i hated that i felt that way because like i said again musically i feel like musically this album is stellar production wise as, it, it, like in the sense of like how he makes the tracks sound in the, in that very like like it sounds very you know jazzy r&b on that level like neo soul but it's twisted to this left angle of like like it's been mangled in this vcr player or something like that so there's like there's lots of little pops and stuff happening in the percussion and there's lots of little things like i i noted specifically there's a lyric you can make earthquake round and round your love is shaking me up and it's making my heart break like there's a little in there that happens when he says shaking and i'm just like ooh, that was fucking like that's cool you know i really like the the way this album sounds throwback and modern at the same time. And his fucking... He does it a lot, and it kind of gets samey, but I like how it sounds. His fucking... Uh, uh, yeah! Uh, it's that, uh, this album sounds like this stellar production, and then you hear the guy singing, and it's like someone who's like not really ready for the big time yet, and he's just like, oh, I didn't think you guys were actually listening. I was just kind of singing. You know, but there's something kind of endearing about that in a lot of points, and it was just like, huh. Like, I was enjoying it in a way that I wasn't enjoying it before, and then I, I listened to the lyrics, and I think it kind of changes perspectives. It was either uh, Boy is a Gun or New Magic Wand. New Magic Wand, that was it. There was a thing of him coming out, right? And I remember, like, talking about it, like, oh, it feels like he never really, like, you know, I don't know. It just feels like it was just kind of a thing that just got left out. You know what I mean? And But then on this album, it's addressed in such a brilliant way in the sense of like it starts off he you know you hear the lyrics and he sounds like he's talking to a girl and he's just like you know uh you hear the don't leave that shit hits you fucking hard when you hear that it's my fault it's just like ah oh, that shit hurts you so hard but it's like but he keeps saying girl and i was just like oh you know as you listen to this album there's this sort of uncovering of like oh he's in this relationship with this girl and he doesn't want to feel like a jerk by like leaving her but i think it's handled in such a cool way that doesn't feel like it's so upfront you know what i'm saying like that that's what i like about the way the story is told it doesn't feel as upfront until you like start to pay attention later on to the album it's like oh oh wait this isn't just like oh it's a song about a girl this is about him dealing with the, oh okay and by the time you get to new magic wand that's the one where it feels like it's from the lover who's outside from their perspective who's just like I just want to get her out of the fucking picture, uh, no matter what. And like I said, you know, he incorporates the horror element in this song, which, you know, I usually have a problem with, but as soon as I thought about it for a second, I was like, well, if it's from that other perspective, it's like, yeah, of course, it's like, I wish I could make this fucking bitch disappear so we could just be happy already. And, uh, you know, as he goes on later in the song, he's just like, you know, I got a new magic wand, and of course, you know, you can kind of tell going on that, like, he's talking about a gun. 
And uh, it's just like, you know, if you don't want to get with me, then, you know, I'll fucking make both of you disappear. You know, it's like, okay, I I got that thematically in the album. You know what I'm saying? It felt earned. Like, the horrorcore element really felt earned here. And then I remember looking at the album cover, and I really, like, thought it was really cool. And this is called uh, Igor, and, you know, he, but he kind of looks like Frankenstein, but, like, he literally looks like he's lit in a 1920s movie. You know what I mean? Um... But then you the the album's called uh, Igor, and I remember thinking like you know the thing about Igor is that he's a side character that like I don't even yeah I don't remember kind of what he looks like I'm immediately thinking of Frankenstein's monster you know what I mean and then I thought about it and it's like what is Igor he is the lackey who just does whatever you know Frankenstein says right he just you know you don't even think about who he is as a character and I remember thinking like well holy shit, that's what this character must feel like. As it was unfolding, I was like, I was really digging what was happening, how how the character was developing, how he was using his elements that I've heard before, the horror chord, the smooth stuff, but with the little gritty edge of Boy Is A Gun, the way this fucking chorus goes, the fucking double meaning of it, holy shit, I could not fucking front. You started with a mere hello, and then you hear the, a boy is a gun, and then you hear the, no, don't shoot me down, and it's just like, oh, shit as the song develops you start hearing it's like why is a boy a gun like i don't understand like it's like oh oh don't shoot me down because my feelings oh 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 shit Uh, and the metaphor directly works because you're thinking about that and you're just like okay okay i got you bro i got you because you know at first you're you just immediately are thinking of like the oh don't shoot me down it's just a gun he talks about like you know in my hood like trayvon or something like that and you're thinking oh is this gonna be a political song and then it just fucking flips on you in a way it's just like oh shit you know Oh, oh, what does he say later on? Yeah, in the background, you uh, as the chorus is going on, he's just like, you can hear him if, if you listen. He's like, you're a gun because I like you on my side at all times and you keep me safe. And wait, and you hear the music like kind of cut because it's like this flip. And he's like, well, depending on, you know, you could also be dangerous to me or anyone else. And it's just like, oh shit, that's so fucking cool. The way you, like the idea of a gun and someone that you love is just like, holy fuck. I think the only song on this album I didn't care for was I Don't Love You Anymore, which I gave the lowest rating because I thought it was just kind of awkward. This is his lemonade in a way, right? This is his, I'm over it. You know, I've gotten gotten to my point where, you know, I'm going to go my way. I walk around with my head down like I got beat up. You do you, I'll do me. Just chuck the piece up. I ain't trying to keep up because, and then you hear the cut in of the sample and it's just like, I don't love you anymore. And, and it, it sounds very sort of like shouted as if it's just like, it sounds silly at first, but in a way it feels like that sort of like, I just need to say that. And then afterwards you hear the, whoa, whoa. And it kind of sounds like, oh wait, shit, I just said that. And I think I mean it. You know what I mean? Like that's how I kind of felt as I was listening to mm, it, you know? That gives it more depth because on the surface, yeah. I just, I thought that was so annoying, that sample. It just felt kind of silly, right? It was right? so <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I was like, I think that's the point, you know? It's that sort of like, you know, I kind of enjoyed Puppet until, you know, around the time Kanye West started doing stuff, but... I liked Kanye on that song. <laughs> I thought that sounded really cool. I, d- I didn't mind that. Now, the, the only problem I had with the song is that it really wasn't very substantial. Like, it just kind of felt like there was just kind of, it just kind of was there. It's a like, story yeah, of it. them just, like, hanging out, and it doesn't really go anywhere, but I did like the cleverness of him saying... Well, in the first verse where he says, I want to talk. I want to call you and talk. I want to walk to your front door and knock. 
and uh, a little bit of an awkward rhyme, but um, drive to your city because we live an hour apart. Again, oh, he says, uh, land at your driveway and put it in park, then do the third line of this verse. And by him saying that, he's referring to the third line where he says, I want to walk to your front door and knock. Literally saying, like, so I drove up here and did the thing that I said I did in that third line. It's like, I thought that was a little clever, but yeah. Overall, it just, it didn't feel substantial enough of a story compared to what everything else was going on. But again, it's when he raps and feels like he has to, I don't know, maybe when he just need, has less words to use, he uses them better. But yeah, it, it feels like when he's rapping, it's just like overfilling stuff and it doesn't flow as well. I'm getting the point, right, of this like person who's like, you know, I don't know, I guess being super rich... And, you know, wanting to be with someone all the time. And you're like, I'll give you anything you need. Just be with me, you know? Like, there's that uh, same sense of, like, loneliness and, and longing that you especially heard on uh, on Flower Boy. Overall, my problems are, like you said, like, yeah, the songs all go together. There's an underlying narrative. I don't think it has enough substance or detail. It's a love triangle with one guy who wants to be with another guy, but the second guy is in a relationship with a woman that he can't get out of. And it's like, okay, that might be enough to cover one or two songs, but not really the whole album because he doesn't really go in depth with it. He just kind of repeats a lot of the same thoughts, uh, just kind of overall messages. It's when you get to Puppet and um, What's Good, where I think that that shift actually really kicks in, uh, where, you know, Kanye, I think, is it Kanye actually? Oh, I, maybe I did like that part where he says, breathe on a song. And then later on, I think it's actually the next track, you hear him, you actually hear like, you know, things are kind of really low and understated. And you you hear what sounds like someone like really trying to breathe. I was just like, oh, shit. What's good was so fucking good. And um, I don't know who Slow Tie is. He fucking... He kills a couple of names of people who pop up on this thing. Uh, like you had mentioned, Kanye. Fucking CeeLo Green on Gone Gone and oh Thank You. Oh my god, absolutely incredible. It's a little hard to tell who is popping up on here because they do the same thing with Pharrell and CeeLo. They do the pitch shift that it almost just kind of sounds like Tyler when he does the pitch shift because it's hard to tell them apart. Well, see, I think Tyler changed his voice his voice a little bit to try to match with CeeLo's. Because when you hear CeeLo's, it sounds more natural. But when you hear his, you go like, hey, wait a minute. He does sound a little different. I think my biggest problem with the narrative and the story is that it does get a little confusing if you're switching perspectives. Yeah. And it doesn't really make that clear. On I think, I wrote this down, that that is the quintessential... I don't know really what's going on, but it sounds dope, so I don't care. Man, I wish you would call me Skate by your name, because I'm sorry. Four. This is not apology. Skate. You are such a distraction. Four. Mess with T on off. Skate. Fucking on my ambience. Pause. You drive me cuckoo and I cough, because I want you like Leon Ware. It's like, all right, that didn't really rhyme. I don't know what... You, you drive me cuckoo and I cough, but the way you were doing it so fast... It sounded cool, so I don't really care, you know? Like, I feel like this is the perfect album for just, like, if you're driving around and you're not really listening too, too close to the lyrics. You hear the Call Me By Your Name reference, and it's just like, oh, I get what he's doing there. But it's just like, but everything else around it doesn't really 
again, doesn't like flow as well. You know what I mean? My first listen through was just doing that, driving around, listening to it. And I was like, wow, this album is incredible. But it hurt a little when I went through Genius and read along. And I was like, these lyrics aren't really all of that great. And it kind of takes away from it, unfortunately. Are We Still Friends? I thought that track was a great way to end it. Uh, very chill, laid back, sweet and subdued, but it also kind of got epic at times. It's a bit repetitive, which is a problem I have with a few songs on here. It's like um, A Boy is a Gun, I think, repeats a bit too much, uh, repeats that chorus. If you're not really paying the closest of attention to lyrical content and all that, it just sounds great. Ultimately, though, what was your final rating for this album? Yo, move over, Kendrick. Make way, Kanye West. Pull the chair for a boozy bird and tuck in your shirt, for God's sakes. Your boy, Tyler, is now a beautiful flower man. I have to give your boy the coveted solid five stars, bro. Wow. Yeah, it like there were the flaws there. I will not discount that. But holy shit. Did, like, the creativity really shine through for me? Like, uh, I feel like I thought it was dope, man. I thought it was fucking dope. You're gonna hate me. The comments are gonna hate me. Oh! Have the tables turned! <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Not not by too, too much, but oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got a three and a half. Okay. It's not the worst. It's not bad. I can see the flaws of the album being an issue. That, like, That's how I feel when I hear you say that. You know what I mean? There's really strong moments on this album. More production than lyrics. It's just really not saying too much of anything particularly interesting or clever. I definitely get that he's coming from a very personal and honest place from this. Like That comes across clear as a bell. Um... And there's really beautiful moments on here musically, like I didn't mention it, but on I Think, uh, at the end of the song where it has this like kind of grimy electric keyboard that just kind of transitions to like this sweet, clean piano sound. It's like, mmm, that's really nice. Like, I like moments like that. I think if you fucking took the best songs from Igor and the best songs from Scumfuck Flower Boy, you'd get like a fucking 10 out of 10. Like, a fucking 10 out of 5, even, because it just fucking, it would stomp. But, um, yeah, I just couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't give it the 5. But I do, I know, the tables have effectively turned. I can't do a damn thing about it. What do you know? What can you do? What can you say? Other than, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Big, big thanks for everyone checking us out this week. If this is your first time checking us out by chance, good news, everyone. All the old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search Going Off Podcast. That's G-O-I-N apostrophe off podcast. You can hear all the old episodes on there. And I will definitely be playing both of these albums this Sunday when this episode premieres, because oh my god. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our respective YouTubes uh, for more content outside of the podcast realm. And until next week, further going off podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm the rap critic. And then the little fish spoke as it broke away. It said no limits, but no with a K.